folks, welcome into another edition of the Orlando Soccer Show. It is our first match day preview of the season. Gavin Eubank alongside Brent Peck is here for this one. Uh, we did our season preview over or all of Orlando City earlier in the week. Today, we're going to look ahead at just the match against the New York Red Bulls this weekend. We're going to try to do this every week as often as we can. Uh, Game-specific content as well as post-match uh, recaps after the game. Posting either the night over the day after. Uh, Brent. We have, it feels like Everton season finally started a few weeks ago, and now we have Orlando City coming back. So it's a good time to be a soccer fan, huh? Yeah, it's perfect time. You know, Orlando, uh, Everton's showing some life, um, and now it's now it's time for Orlando City to to take life. And, and I think they're going to have an amazing year this year. I think it's going to be one of their better year, their best year in MLS. So um, I'm excited to break down the first game and see how it goes. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, as we talked about, uh, both written in our season predictions, which you can check out at the ORLSoccerJournal.com, and on the podcast this week, I mean, expectations are probably as high as they've ever been for Orlando City. I mean, they've had, by many accounts, and this is, you know, not just from us, but from people who cover the league at large, Orlando had one of the best, if not the best offseason that there was out there in Major League Soccer. Um, So a lot of people, you know, are expecting this team to be pretty good. That said, things take time. There's a lot of new faces and a lot of people, especially who are new to MLS in America, and you know those can take their own challenges on and off the field for these guys. Um, but we're looking ahead now. Game one this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Apple TV+. Plus. All games this weekend are free of charge, so if you haven't signed up for Season Pass yet or you're on the fence, which first of all, uh, it's going to be worth it. All the MLS games you can get. Um, but it, all, they're going to be free this weekend, um, starting with Orlando City against the Red Bulls. Um, this one's at Explorer Stadium. The Lions, once again, opening up the season at home um, against a Red Bulls team that has been a pretty difficult opponent for Orlando City over the years. The Lions did beat the Red Bulls twice last season in the last two games, including that Open Cup victory that sent them to the finals. But before that... Things weren't good. The Lions had only won five of the first 16 games against the Red Bulls in their MLS history, uh, 5-2-9 and nine record overall. And their last time they played at Explorer Stadium, that was a 3 nothing loss for the for the Lions um, in April. So not a tough team. Do you have um, – what are your thoughts on the Red Bulls as a group, especially in just in terms of how Orlando City usually matches up against them? Yeah, so like the Red Bulls, they always find a good way to they, – they still press, even – even with Jesse Marsh now no longer part of their organization, they've always been a pressing team, trying to create mistakes in your defensive third and then be opportunistic. And so it's interesting. Most of the people, most of the pundits and the MLS experts are are saying that, you know, this is a Red Bull team that we don't know a lot about. There's a lot of transfers coming in. They had three or four transfers um, coming in with Corey Burke and Peter Stroud all, all kind of joining the team. And so it's a middle-of-the-road New York Red Bulls. So expectations aren't as high as they normally are for them. <laughs> but it's the first game of the season. The MLS season is a marathon, so it's always difficult to kind of know what type of team is going to show up this first week because what happens in week one, you know, it's not usually the same team you see when we got start to get to week 10, 11, and 12. But I do expect um, – I see – 
Red Bulls normally do press. I think they will sit back here. I think it's your first game. You don't want to make a big mistake going out and falling early, especially with the expectations of Orlando City to be in the top tier. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more teams sit back and make make them make Orlando City break them down. And I think that's what we're going to see, a complete different game plan from the Red Bulls than they normally do. Yeah, you mentioned there's a lot of uh, kind of moving pieces in and out for this Red Bulls team. It is a group that finished fourth in the Eastern Conference last year on 54 points. They do have 10 of their 11 starters from last season returning, however. Um, Aaron Long, their center back, uh, is the only real departure that they've seen out of that group. He signed with LAFC in the offseason. You mentioned a couple of those signings. One of them, you did mention their record DP signing, Dante Vinzier, uh, coming in. This guy, big expectations. I think a five over $5 million transfer fee that the Red Bulls paid for him uh, to be the guy up top, to be the goal scorer. They really haven't had someone like that. Um, really since Bradley Wright Phillips was, you know, has, has left the team. Um, they had Lewis Morgan last year, 14 goals, which was, I think the next highest score on the Red Bulls was five. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely, like you said, a lot of question marks. This is a team that has talent. They don't necessarily have a lot of depth. So there's definitely, um, you know, uh, some things to be answered on their half. Um, so there, there's also some questions about how this team might play, whether they go with a four in the back. Um, I guess it's something that they've, uh, Gerhard Struber's been playing with at times this preseason, but they are a team that is more known as playing three in the back, and they've been really good at playing a three back. Do you see either one of those, as far as an Orlando City perspective, do you think it makes a difference um, how they come out in that kind of formation? See, I, I I really think with the three in the back, they're going to attack with three. I think like they'll they'll defend five in the back. I think you're going to see your outside your outside backs drop in, and I think when they when they do go forward and attack, it'll be the outside backs moving forward and, and kind of trying to clog the midfield to create those mistakes. Um, I think that's where Orlando City is going to have they're going to it's who's going to control that midfield act the midfield area, and can you force Perea to play difficult balls into into space. The biggest thing that Orlando City didn't do well in last year was play direct. And when they did find when they were good at playing direct from an Orlando City standpoint, they found they found joy and they found victories. Um, we saw it in the New England game where, you know, they played a direct ball in um, Cara, uh, whoever the center I forget who the center four was was able to you know lure the defense out and they were and Halliday went on on a, pretty much on a breakaway which results in their first goal, all because of a more direct play. We've seen Orlando City play such um, good possession and good ticky-tacky football, but now it's going to be time for them to see the directness. And I think that's going to be what New York's going to force them to do. They want them to play that more direct play. Yeah, and you mentioned the midfield there for Orlando City. I think one of the interesting things that we're going to get to see this season is Mauricio Pereira dropping down into the midfield, kind of playing that box-to-box eight role that Junior Arso was so effective at last year. And we did see Pereira at times last year play in that role and succeed pretty well right up until about um, right up until Alexander Pato got hurt last year and that kind of forced Pereja or Oscar Pereja to to go back to the way that things were kind of playing before but now Orlando City has a new DP they have Martin Ojeda who's at least if you're kind of going off that last game against the Red or against the Revolution was playing in sort of the number 10 he was playing there in the middle of the park and, and roaming around when you think about Orlando City, you say they're going to play, you know, playing direct, playing a lot more long balls. 
moving Pereira down there, what does that do for them and their, and their ability, especially playing off of um, playing off of Ojeda ahead of him? What does that do for them to hopefully unlock some more offense that they couldn't find this year? Yeah, I actually think you're going to see the three of them rotate in and out of the central of the midfield. I think you're going to see a lot more fluid positioning between the th- between uh, like Torres, Pereira, and Hoya. They're going to they're going to rotate in and out of that middle area. So I think that's how they're going to create that space. I think it all depends on who the, who who's the center forward. I don't think we'll see Kara as as the starting striker. So you really don't want to uh, with him not starting. That's really not going to be the direct play that you know you're going to see. So I think it's the combination play of how the three of them receive balls from from this from the center from the center backs and from the defensive mids. How are is one as one checks into get the ball, where are the other two going to exploit the space behind? So I think you're going to see some a different position and different things from Orlando City than we normally do. Usually it's very um, static, their positioning. You kind of know where everyone is. I think you're going to see a lot of them interchange in and out because I think with the more they are fluid and cycle in that midfield, the more dangerous you have you put Taurus into locations because I think the secret's out for MLS. I think everyone's going to be keen in on him. Um, I think every one of us uh, here believe that he will be the leading scorer for the team. So teams are going to start to break that down. They're going to take that away. And like my coaches have said previously, soccer's like a being in bed and it's cold out and you have a small blanket. You can only cover so much up. And so how do you do, how do you, as Orlando City, give Tauruses opportunities, but also find the weaknesses? And I think you do that with the, the interchanging midfield of them switching in and out of that, in that, in that three, that kind of that three in the top with, with the striker. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I always think back when you say that to Orlando City's 2020 team. That was probably the, the best soccer team that we've seen Orlando. They played some of the best soccer that we saw, especially when you go back to that MLS's back tournament when they really jumped the league by surprise. And what you saw with that team was Nani, uh, Mauricio Pereira, and Chris Mueller. Both of the, you know, all three of those guys were doing exactly what you said. It was constantly uh, moving in and out. They were all switching places. Mueller would be on the right one second, on the left the next. Same thing with Nani and Pereira, and that really made it. It, it kept the ball. It kept the ball uh, fluid. It kept the play moving at all times, and it really kept defenses on their toes. And it, it made it so hard to predict where one guy was going to be the next moment. And I definitely think with these the pieces that they have here with this, they can recreate a, a style of play just like that and be pretty successful. Um, going back to, you know, we'll kind of start to round this out here, um, looking at Orlando City. You mentioned Duncan McGuire, uh, really excellent in preseason. Uh, the team confirmed this week that he had already signed a contract with Major League Soccer before he was drafted. Um, that keeps him with Orlando through the end of at least 2023 with option years, I believe, going through 2026. So uh, good long-term prospects for this kid. I mean, Orlando has a pretty good history of hitting on number nines in the draft, and Kyle Aaron, then Daryl DK, and now Duncan McGuire. And I wasn't believe I wasn't of the belief that he would be the starter on opening day a few weeks ago over Urchin Cara. But Cara's missed some time this preseason sorting out uh, his legal paperwork, visas, and whatnot. Uh, what are your expectations for Duncan? I mean, he's a guy, you know, we both picked uh, Mikey Hol- Michael Holiday to be our breakout player of the year, but Duncan's gaining some pretty quick momentum, it seems. So it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to play, it's two different styles of play that we can play with. I think McGuire is more of a get behind the, the back four, the back three, and create um, 
create opportunities to play balls back into space. So I, I, you're going to see, the hit, I think, him try to get in behind. MLS, especially being him being new, I think he's going to have difficulty finding ways to hold up the ball. And I think that's where Kara and his experience is going to be good. I think, you know, if we've kind of talked about Kara and his, um, his kind of his situation as we go into the first game. And I think that I don't think we see him in the starting lineup. If we do see him in the starting lineup, it's going to be a target role where the three underneath will run off of him. But McGuire, he's got the biggest upside. I, I think the expectations were low. And then as we've seen him kind of grow and develop, um, he's kind of been, it's kind of been a nice surprise. He gives, he's a different, um, gives a different flavor to the attack. Whereas Carr is going to hold balls up. He's going to win those corn, those set pieces. McGuire, on the other hand, he, he might be that like Chris Mueller type of, you know, not as like the outside, but just the work rate. I think you're going to see the work rate of him. And I think that's where he, where he's going to be as his best is when, we, when Orlando City decides to press. And I think you're going to see them press from the opening kickoff. I think they're going to play high. I think they're going to try to make Red Bulls make mistakes and take advantage of the lead and the atmosphere of the wall. And so if McGuire is able to force those turnovers, then it's going to be situations, attacking situations where you're going to have four Three on twos, two on ones, and where that's where he's going to find some goals. I'm going to, I see him making, getting goals off a of transition, and I see him goals kind of like what Dom Dwyer used to do, um, where they're just opportunistic goals. They are, he's in front of goal, he's at the right place at the right time, and he just punches it home. Um, he, I, I struggled. I went back and forth between him and Halliday, whether or not they were going to be my breakthrough players. I just think Mikey Halliday is going to solidify himself at, at that right back and I think even if he doesn't solidify himself at the right back I think he's just a Swiss army knife of where we can put players yeah and you know you mentioned all of that about Orlando coming out and being on the front foot and really attacking Oscar Breja's favorite word protagonist he wants his team to be the protagonist he wants them to come out and I and I totally agree with all of you and on, on all the circumstances this is certainly a, a good opportunity and you gotta think too uh, Orlando has CONCACAF Champions League in less than two weeks. They are going to want to be in their full format. You know, we see in these early weeks of the MLS, it's, it's always kind of these games are a slog. You don't see a lot of goals. You know, I think Orlando is going to come out and they, they want to get to their peak performance as soon as possible. You know, it, it's not going to be an easy game against Tigres, but they certainly want to try to put up as good of a matchup as they can. And it starts right here. You know, these are the first competitive games that they're going to have. Um all right, let's go on to our, our what we think the starting lineup is going to be. You know, like I said before the show, I think it's going to I I want to say that probably the best case scenario or you know, the best guess is going to be that Orlando pretty much carries over that same lineup that we saw against the Revolution. Um, you had Duncan McGuire up top, uh, Ivan Angulo on the left, Martin Ojeda in the center, um, Fagundo Torres, Mauricio Pereira, Cesar Arujo, um, Luca Petresso, uh Rodrigo Schlegel, Robin Jensen, and uh, and Michael Holiday as the right starting right backs. Any thoughts on that? I, I think that's. I think that you're going to see that. Um, the only switch I would make is if Kara is ready and healthy. I think you, you they will play him. Um, but I think I just don't see. I think the New England Revolution team was the the team they played against them was the dry the dry run the dress rehearsal. Um, I think they did very well of orchestrating the game. During those, during that, the first forty minutes, forty-five minutes, I thought 
they did very well. And I think that's, I think I agree with you. It's, it's the lineup that we're going to see. I think the question for you is we kind of talked about the match. It's the first game of the season. It's, we have champions league a couple weeks away. How important is this game in your mind to you? I think it's, it's definitely a tone setter. I mean, you obviously don't want to, you don't want to lose your first game. I mean, especially when you're playing at home. And they've got, you know, like we said off the top of the show, there's so much hype around this group that expectations are high right now. And, and you know, I like I said, especially with Champions League coming up, they're going to want to get off to a hot start. And I don't think they necessarily have to win this game for, for, you know, me or anybody to be able to walk away and say like, okay, yeah, this team's in good shape. But to go out and put a solid performance together. I mean, even like against the New England Revolution last week, you know, that they lost that game, but there was a lot of positives to take away from it to where you can say, all right, that was the dry run, and yeah, they didn't win, but there's still, we still were able to talk about this player did good, they were doing this well, and, you know, there's enough positives to uh, to look at, and I think as long as they can bring a similar result from this, then that, that you know, that'll be pretty meaningful moving forward to me. Okay, yeah, because I'm I'm with you on that. I think I I made a bold prediction that I think they're going to be second in the East. I think they're going to be second in the MLS. I think the winner of the East is going to be the Shield winner, and I think Orlando City is going to be down the road. The team they're going to be in that uh, Community Shield, um, or sorry, <laughs> Community Shield. <laughs> so I have dreams of Everton actually, you know, being in a, in a actual event that matters, but Supporter Shield event, the Supporter Shield. So like. I just think that for me, taking care of business at home is going to be a big deal for them to, you know, hit my expectations. So I just, yeah, I think the game's important, like you said, to set the tone. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we prioritize matches as as that calendar starts to get a little bit clogged towards the middle of the season. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the one saving grace, and listen, we, we all want Orlando to win CONCACAF Champions League. They do have, however, the toughest matchup and you know against the highest spending team in North America and Degres. So, might be looking at an early exit there. That clears up a little bit of the congestion. Um, obviously, it helps that League's Cup. You know, you get that nice long month break. So, the, especially during what is always the toughest part of the season, um, playing in those you know July, August, August months. Um, a couple of quick notes uh, from Austin David, our own Austin David out of training this week, Dagger Dan Thor Halson. He's back in town. He's at training this morning, uh, but Gaston Gonzalez is not. So, you know, that's another one of those players that we've been really hoping to see this year. Um, obviously signed with Orlando last year, tore his ACL in his final game in Argentina. So you know, pretty much like a new signing at this point, but he's not there yet. Probably won't see him for at least the next couple of weeks, you know, in terms of on the field, um, I should say, for Orlando City in a game. Uh, let's hit predictions before we get out of here. What do you uh, What do you got happening on Saturday? Uh, I think I think you're just going to see the Orlando City team that we've always dreamed of. Um, I'm 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 usually the cynic. I'm usually the one who's like, let's calm down and be executed. I think this team is just ready to go on a run, and I think you're going to see it. Like I kind of talked about earlier, from the opening kickoff, we the Orlando City is going to press, and they are going to find. I think they're going to get the crowd into it. I think the wall will be at its best. I, I, the only thing that scares me is if if the Red Bulls do find a counterattack. Um, so I'm going to go two one, uh, Orlando City. I think this will be the start of probably a banner year for Orlando City. 
All right, I'm going to be the one that plays a little bit of the cynic and throw some cold water down here. Orlando loves to draw on opening day, so I'm going to go with history on this one, and I'm going to put down the Inspector Brad special, uh, a nil-nil draw. Everyone goes home mad. Um, but we do see glimpses of greatness in this team. You know, I, you know, it's, I think we'll see some some good moments, but uh, I think each they'll have to settle for a point on opening day. Okay, be, be the downer, but that's okay. i'm hoping to be proven wrong obviously um well that's it for our season preview for our our opening match preview i should say the season opening game against the red bulls like i said 7 30 eastern time on saturday this one's at explorer stadium we'll have a uh, post-game recap um later after the game with a little bit more analysis um with you know whoever's around that night and whether you know obviously austin austin will be at the stadium so he probably won't be on that one but it'll be our you know the normal cast um, and if you want to f- follow along, you know, Orlando Soccer Show on Twitter, OSJ Soccer on Twitter as well for all of our, our written coverage of the team. We've got a lot of good stuff. Austin had a story out. Uh, he did an interview with Duncan McGuire this week. Um, so go ahead and check that one out. Season previews over there as well. Like I said, we have our predictions for the year. Um, and then if you want to uh, get involved in the conversation, if you can go to our Orlando Soccer Show uh, Twitter account You'll see a link to our Discord page. Join the Orlando Soccer Show Discord. We're all in there talking soccer, talking sports. Uh, F1's starting up in the next week or so. Plenty of talking about that. Um, So come on by. Enjoy the conversation. And uh, until next time, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys after, see you guys after the match.